0: Hey Google, play In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan.
1: All right, playing the latest episode of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. Out of control, here we
0: go For to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So to anything, get them tigers to screeching Now beat them checkered flags, last
1: laugh, Nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party Put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing now we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here,
0: yeah We're in the mall we're in the marbles. Oh, we're in the marbles. we in the marbles. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 12 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. My name is Soda. You can find me on Twitter at Soda underscore Hunter.
1: And my name is Ethan, and you can follow me on Twitter at Viva La Ethan. So this is episode
0: 12. 12. Give me some drivers that race the number 12.
1: When I think of the number 12, there's legitimately only one person that comes to mind, Ryan Newman.
0: I figured that would be what you said, because that's kind of when you grew up with it. Right. So he was the main guy, Rocket Man. He sat on so many poles. Mm-hmm. He he was flying in that 12 car. It Didn't he win rookie of the year, but Johnson finished ahead of him in points? Like Johnson had a chance to win a championship. Like because Johnson was the rookie, same year Ryan Newman was, right? Wasn't that the deal? Like Johnson actually could win the championship, but Ryan Newman would, would win Rookie of the Year,
1: something like that.
0: It because Rookie of the Year is a funny thing. It's all based on uh, it's all based on your top so many finishes. Like they only take a certain amount of your races and use those finishes. It isn't based on the whole season. Uh, it wasn't back then. I don't know what it is now. It's not really a, an award people care about nowadays, right? But Back in the day, before before a bunch of the, uh, they called it bushwhacking started. Bush drivers and cup drivers, the cup drivers would come down to the Bush series and they would mm-hmm. go for championships and it kind of stunted the development of the cup series drivers in a way. Before all that really started in the uh, mid 2000s, the rookie of the year was a really, really prestigious award and people were really gunning for it. And you usually had three or four top guys gunning for that award. But honestly, after Newman, I can't tell you who won any of them. I have no idea. Exactly. I know well, Dave, Davey Allison won it in 87. Tony Stewart won it in 99.
1: Cole Custer won it in uh, 2020. Who is is he, he won at Kentucky. Who is he facing for it? Uh, Tyler Reddick. Cole Custer, Tyler Reddick, and...
0: Well, see, this is part of my point. I don't know. This is part of my point, though, because now they can't do that anymore. The Cup Series guys can't come down and run for championships all year long in the Bush Series or Xfinity Series now. So now you have actual driver development in the Xfinity Series, and you're seeing these guys being brought up. And now you have this influx of rookies that are actually classes of rookies each year going for Mm -hmm. this award again. So maybe pretty soon it'll be up there like it used to be. Yeah, I hope so. But there was a period there where just nobody cared. Right. Let's see. I a that was a tangent just off of number 12. <laughs> this is going to be a long one.
1: Yeah. And here we are talking about, Oh, we need to make, <laughs> we need to cut these down for an hour. Cut these so, down a little yeah. bit. But nope. Yeah. Uh, well, there goes 10 minutes with That's me. Awesome.
0: Uh, 12. Uh, I, I always bring it back to an Allison or an Alabama guy. Anyway, like Hut Strickland drove the 12, uh, the Ray <laughs> car and uh, Clifford Allison uh, brother of Davy drove the twelve car. Uh, Bobby Allison, of course, he drove the twelve car. Neil Bonnet drove the twelve car. Virginia Johnson. I always bring it back to an Allison or an Alabama gang member when it comes to the twelve. For some reason, that's just first thing I think of.
1: So is Tate Fogelman not on your radar for the number twelve?
0: Tate, no. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot honestly huh. say he is.
1: Did, do you know who that is?
0: I've I've heard Fogelman. <laughs> uh, not Tate Fogelman.
1: Yeah, it's uh Tate Fogelman is the driver of the number twelve in the truck series. Okay,
0: right now. I thought I thought it would have to be a truck. Yeah. I, I know uh, when <laughs> I was a kid there was an arca driver named Jay Fogelman.
1: No, like he actually won uh last last season. Okay. I don't he still follow, sucks, but I don't
0: follow trucks. I don't follow trucks. I do. I love trucks. I mean, I know some basic things about it, but as far as like what driver is doing what and like that's why I don't play any of like the the DraftKings games and trucks Mm. or Xfinity really because I don't follow it as religiously as I do Cup. You know, so I don't have all the ins and outs of it.
1: Yeah, for
0: sure. Like I said, I know of a Jay Fogelman. I want to say he was an ARCA driver because I had a little yellow number five diecast car of him when I was a kid. had no oh. idea who he was. I don't think I ever saw a race. But Still it was don't there. know who he is. Yeah, <laughs> But like I said, I think he was an ARCA driver. I know I had a Bill Venturini too. Oh. Number 25 oh, okay. rain car. Not Billy Venturini.
1: Oh. Bill
0: Venturini. I'm assuming his dad. I don't know.
1: I was going to say, like, that's literally the same word, like, same name, but.
0: Yeah. Except. <laughs> You know, if, you, Bill, if you're a dad and your name's your name's Bill, you name your kid Billy, right? Mm. You gotta. Is that is,
1: is that really a thing? I guess. Like naming your child something simple, like Kimberly or like Billy, nope. Zach Trini, Jason. Oh, I can't remember what Zach. What are you talking about? I'm, sorry, I'm na- I'm naming <laughs> the Power Rangers. Sorry, I just went on a ta- tangent. The Power
0: Rangers. Good lord. <laughs> That was right when I was growing up a little bit. I got away from that.
1: Drew Vinsel knows what I'm talking about.
0: I I know what you're talking about. I had a younger brother who was all into it. I still have the original Power Ranger toys from 1995, I think, is the year it came Uh out, in the back room back here of my house from my brother's collection. He brought those over one time with a bunch of uh, our old NASCARs and Hasbros and stuff like that. Yeah. And, yeah, they're in a Ziploc bag. Even the flip ones, the ones that have the the the, the regular head mm-hmm. and the helmet, and you press a button and it flips it over to the helmet.
1: What?
0: Do you know what Are I'm talking,
1: talking about? No, no, I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. I thought you were talking about Hasbro's for a second. Uh, the Power Rangers. Oh, Power Rangers. Oh, I said, yeah, I said oh, he brought over my NASCARs,
0: Hot Wheels, Power Rangers, and Hasbro's. Oh,
1: and Jurassic yeah, okay, Park okay, yeah. toys
0: from the original movie, too.
1: Yeah, in that case, I know exactly what you're talking about with Power Rangers because
0: I had like all of them as well. Yeah, and they used to have like Ninja Turtles that did that too where you would have uh, like a – I want to say it was like a – maybe it wasn't a flip. Maybe the only ones that flip with Power Rangers. But the, I, I thought I remember the Ninja Turtles having like a uh, like a regular animal and mm-hmm. then you could open it up and transform it basically into like a Ninja Turtle. I thought I remember oh. they had some of those too. Hey, what in the world are we talking about?
1: I don't know. How's your week been, man? Um, <laughs> it's been busy. Uh, it's been really busy trying to uh, trying to keep up, float with everything, you know, and, you know, at the house and then driving 90 miles every day <laughs> to, to get to work. So, um, yeah, you know, just busy trying to still in the learning phases at work. So trying to learn as much as I can and sell as many vehicles. What about you? I
0: feel you on the driving 90 miles a day because uh, there's nothing good in my little town as far as like decent work. We have to drive 45 minutes to an hour, you know, eat one way to go to anywhere
1: decent. And man,
0: that gas money.
1: Oh, it's it's a lot of gas money for sure. But you know what? I I actually really prefer it. I don't know why, but my entire life up to this point, I've always really enjoyed work living in. A town different than what I worked that I work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So I don't yeah, okay. I don't want to live in the same town that I, I work at. I don't know why, you know, those awkward, you know, moments at Walmart where, oh hi, yeah, oh, are you coming over to talk okay, cool, yeah, hey. You know, and actually have to care about what they're <laughs> you know, what they're talking about.
0: Uh um, or you call in one day and then you see them that that evening yes. at Walmart. Oh, it looks like you're feeling better. It's like
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like
0: oh, it got better ah, around cool. three or four o'clock when
1: I was supposed to get off work. <laughs> exactly. So and but now with like being a car salesman, it is so hard to be a car salesman and not live in the same town.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my goodness, dude! It is so so hard. And like I don't know anybody in that town. Yeah. Um. I very rarely ever go to that town. So yeah, I just I don't know. I just prefer just a uh, a separation. Not, yeah, yeah. A separation for sure.
0: Um, so if, if y'all are listening and you hear me a little nasally or something like that, yeah, I I apologize. I'm sick. Uh, they were actually recording on a Wednesday night and it isn't necessarily because I'm sick. It's because football stuff I have we, my kids are in flag football right now. And between that and the 4th of July on Monday night schedules didn't work out on my end. Totally my fault. But flag football in the middle of summer, all practices and games don't even start till like 6 p.m and it's 30 minutes away from me. So when everything's over with by eight ten or so, I'm not even home and getting them baths and in bed until like nine 30. Oh, you wow. Know, so there yeah. isn't a whole lot of options I can do to record. So that's, that's my life well, right now. Flag football.
1: Well, if I sound nasally, that's because I always do because <laughs> I got a broken nose and I just never got it fixed. So if I bother you with my nasalness,
0: If you hear me walk across the room (laughs) with a limp, it's because I hit the wall in a race car (laughs) (laughs) and broke my left foot. (laughs) And it still hurts when it rains. And it's hurt a lot this week. Let me tell you, it's rained every day.
1: You actually have a limp when you walk?
0: Only when it rains. Oh, only. (laughs) I don't have a limp. I don't. Oh, that's when It hurts when the weather's coming around.
1: It hurts. If you had a limp when you walked, I would consider you the coolest cat in town, bro.
0: Oh, well, listen to this, then. I got one for you. Racing story time. Okay. Uh-oh. So I I, I broke that foot. And obviously, I was limping the whole time. And they told me it wasn't broke. And I was limping and limping and limping. And they, I went back. And they said, "Uh, it is broke. We're going to put you in a walking cast. Okay. Ooh. Well, I took an old shoe of mine and, like, cut it in half because my toes were sticking out the cast top of the cast right i cut it in half and i duct taped it to the front of the cast so my toes wouldn't be exposed and i still raced that last race of the season (laughs) there you go because i wanted to keep my third place in points or second or third place in points, something like that i wanted to keep it if i didn't the guy behind me was going to pass me if i didn't show up so i wanted to do what i could all i had to do was clutch with it anyway it's fine yeah so I, that's what i did and then after after uh six weeks or so of the walking cast they said well it's not getting better you need a hard cast I'm like okay so hard cast it is now i'm on crutches Ugh. right once uh that was done i wa- actually it might not have been time for the hard cast yet i might have still been in the walking boot but there was a race at another racetrack i think i was still in the walking boot actually so forget the hard cast thing. there was a race at another racetrack that had nothing to do with me right so I was just gonna go watch my friends show up to it. I had been given this uh, walking cane, right? It's got this like dragon, it's like wood metal with this dragon handle on it. And if mm. you unscrew it, a blade comes out and the size of the entire oh. cane. So it makes a when you walk with it. what? I use that. And I walked around Flo Speedway in the stands and talked to all my friends. That's how I was walking around. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I thought it looked cool, too.
1: You know, that would make me the bravest man on earth. <laughs> what What would? What, like, I mean, if you have a walking cane, for one, why do you have a walking cane? And the first thing I'm going to say is either, A, I have a limp, which if you walk with a limp, like, you're already the coolest dude ever <laughs> in my book. Or two, and then, like, I wouldn't answer it, and then I would just, like, whip out the blade and be like, do you really want me to explain number two? You know what I mean? Like, just like nobody would bother you.
0: Well, the good thing is everybody knew why I had the limp. Cause everybody knew oh. it was a
1: wreck. But, and nobody bothered Nobody you, bothered me.
0: No. In fact, it, it was funny. Yeah. I was walking up to the group uh, of racers. Like some of our guys talking to the local guys at this track. I was walking up to the bunch of drivers there just to go chit chat with them. And one of them actually turns and sees me and he points. At, Look, that's the dude I was talking about right there. Well, that's cool. I'm like being talked about here, you know. I, I don't unless know unless
1: they weren't talking. He, well, he would. About he wouldn't you. have
0: <laughs> pointed me out because oh, I was. That. Uh, I that, that, all the time. that year. I was pretty dominant on the racetrack, and I even come back with a broke foot and race the next week and
1: won. So a true American racing hero, yep. a soda sting, freaking a hunter, a stinger
0: car legend for that year only. In the That's next right. year. Well, I, I still won two races the next year. But after that, I, I phased out. it out like a bottle rocket. Happy 4th of July. Yeah. <laughs> I hate bottle rockets.
1: Oh, man. I hate... No, I don't hate the 4th of July, but I, I hate fireworks. <laughs> I love fireworks. I, I love the 4th of July. I hate bottle rockets. love 4th of July.
0: Bottle rockets, just, firecrackers, that's just a waste of time.
1: Here's here's a hot take. Um, If... Okay. So, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So, I have a lot of people in my life that... Uh, take fireworks very seriously. Uh-huh. I I never understood fireworks. And maybe this is just kind of my upbringing, you know, um, but I just don't understand paying money to make things go boom, right? Um, t- I mean, I could honestly get this. Well, I might get the same thrill if I just light a $20 bill. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get the agony of like, wow, there goes my money. Oh, you get that after but not during it. E- either way. It. Well, well, yeah. During okay, it you don't get you it, but
0: after it. the fact you're like, wow, that was 150 bucks for all that?
1: Hmm. Yeah. And I like, for what? A, you know, 30 second thrill no. Ride? no I don't know. Okay, wait.
0: It's, okay. I, I buy know. the boxes. Personally, I, I don't, don't buy this. I don't well, know what that means. I like setting off like one fuse and then a bunch of stuff happens. Right? You uh, have ones Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah sure. you have ones out there that you put a a little uh a shot basically uh, yeah. in a tube and you light the fuse and it shoots off one firework and goes, boom. Okay, cool. Now right. you go over there and you set another one up and you set another one up, you know, and then, but then you have boxes and the boxes have all that programmed inside of it, right? Mm-hmm. It has a fuse and it goes where it needs to go and it shoots them off in a sequence. And it can be as big a box as you want or as small as box as you want. You know, you want sparks or you want big boom, you know, it depends on what you want. And right. that's what I do. I'll I'll take the box because that's a show in a box. I'll like that one fuse and I'll sit back and watch it for a minute and a half or whatever. You know, that's just me personally. That's that's the kind of fireworks that's, I get.
1: I don't know. I, I just want to go up to someone that like, you know, legitimately spends thousands of dollars on fireworks every year and just ask them like was that worth Yeah, it? the
0: most I've ever spent is like maybe two hundred bucks. That's about as much as I've ever spent on fireworks for one night.
1: <sighs> I mean, maybe as a kid, like I mean okay. I also do have three um, kids. I, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I still okay. I, I have no kids for anybody who's keep a tally. Um I don't even have a girlfriend. I'm really lonely. Um so um like even as a kid and even now, I really like the smoke bombs. Oh god. And, and I don't know why, but like I, you I like the snakes. Snake? Sure no, I don't like the snakes. I didn't like the snakes when I no, I, I hate snakes. Um, <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. uh So, like, and I'm pretty sure I showed you the picture that Kyle, or the, yeah, the Kyle bush uh, Chicago Land 2018 uh, race version diecast mm-hmm. card and how I put that white yeah. uh, smoke bomb yeah. behind it, dude. Oh, and I did some a little bit of editing, and it came out <laughs> awesome, just wicked. um But yeah, other than that, I don't, I don't like fireworks. But I hope everybody had a really Awesome, safe, and happy fourth. We had of July. A really wet one. It rained the entire
0: weekend. Did yes.
1: It? Oh, that sucks. Uh
0: they swam anyway. Wasn't no lightning. So they they swam in the pools. It was my daughter's birthday too, oh, was, actually. Second year, uh two-year-old birthday.
1: Oh yeah, July 2nd. Happy birthday. Oh, July 2nd. Um, I was actually at a pool party as well. Uh I think it was was it yeah, it was 4th of July because I had to work the next day. So yeah, it was a lot of fun and yeah, I actually did set off some fireworks. <laughs> I didn't pay for them. Uh, shout out to Katie for letting me shoot off some fireworks. But I didn't. I don't know. I didn't find no thrill in it. I don't know. I think I'm happy that we celebrate Fourth of July, obviously, and I'm really happy that like it's so uh, USA um, oriented, obviously. Um, fireworks. Ugh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Nick.
0: Uh, oh, a lot of people are like that. Some people don't care for them. Some people love them and right. go way overboard on it. I'm like in the middle. I'm like once you see enough of them you're like yeah. okay you know i'm not gonna yeah. go out of my way to see i like we right. have a big huge fireworks show here at a casino that's like five miles from my maybe not even that maybe like three miles from my house straight across this field i can see the casino yeah. from uh, my yard my front yard but we could drive huh. down there and be right underneath it all or take the lawn chairs into the yard and watch it from a very far distance and it was Fine. We watched it from a far distance. I yeah. ain't got to fight all that traffic to see that. It was a good no 25 joke. minute show, you know? And then when we go to Disney, by the way, I'm going to Disney world in two weeks. Can't wait. Me and my wife cannot mm-hmm. wait. When, we, when you go to Disney, they have fireworks all over the place there every night. And that's awesome yeah. because it's choreographed to music, you know? So the fireworks are different as opposed to what song it is and the style of song it is. And the big moments will boom in time with the song. And they, God, they do such a good job syncing all that up. It's incredible. And even from a distance, it's synced up because we watched it one night uh, at Ohana, which is a restaurant that is across the water from Magic Kingdom, the Disney World with the castle. Mm -hmm. And they played the music inside the restaurant, but obviously you're watching it at a distance. So what you hear would be different than what you see if you weren't in the park right up underneath it. So what they did, they synced the music up with what you would see that far away inside the restaurant. And it still oh, looked exactly like it would if you were standing right underneath it. They are so smart by all the things they do. Yeah. It really is incredible. Anyway, Anyways. we're not going to be real deep on road America. There's
1: not much to talk about with road America. obviously. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot to talk about in that Xfinity finish. The finish. I don't know if I
0: remember the finish. I remember Ooh, Noah Grace. Let me
1: okay. Okay, yeah. So You want to just go did, into Xfinity cards? Yeah, okay, let's go ahead let's and go. get into it because now I'm I'm gonna work a shoot here. So when I say Kyle Larson, oh what is yes. the first thing that you think I of? I remember
0: now the Xfinity finish now with Kyle. That was that was an excellent finish, by the way. Yeah, it was. Um, so, Kyle Larson, the first thing I think of is champion. Just, champion. I
1: mean, You know what I think of? Hmm. Fast. <laughs> Kyle Larson is the fastest race car driver yeah, in the right,
0: world. Yeah, right now he is pretty much the best one. At this moment. And at this me, moment in time, he is yes, the best driver.
1: In, in this exact moment, Kyle Larson is the absolute greatest race car driver in the world. And my boy, <laughs> Ty Gibbs goes out and out wrestles him, if you will. He goes out and he outperforms Kyle Larson. He he took advantage of a mistake made by a NASCAR mm-hmm. Cup Series champion. and he goes on and he beats Kyle Larson, cleanly didn't lay a fender on him, got past him.
0: Drovel. You could say he forced the mistake by putting on so much pressure. So he got inside he, a champion's yeah. head and yeah. beat him Absolutely. on a technical road course, not even like beat him at Bristol or Martinsville or something where you can just outbreak him. I mean, right. there's a lot of that at road courses too, but this there's a lot more of that at road courses. So Larson had every
1: chance in the world right. to get it back, yeah. but and yeah, he couldn't he just straight up beat him. Now, let me, let me follow that sentence up with something even more mind-blowing. Ty Gibbs is 20 <laughs> years old. Like, could you imagine? And obviously, we know he's going to Cup Series. We do not have to wonder what team he's going to yep. race for in the Cup Series. We are going to have to get used to Ty Gibbs winning and, and competing for wins and his aggressiveness for a very long time yeah he's gonna take your
0: boy's job next year (laughs) okay
1: Okay. (laughs) that hurt that hurt and we don't know kyle Kyle bush could very well sign his contract today like right this second Mm -hmm. probably not right this second but tomorrow morning first thing signs his contract and all this discussion is over (laughs) for now you know what i'm gonna think did they go add a fifth car. <laughs> Martin Trick Jr. <laughs> no, you can't do that in Cup Series. Martin Trick Jr. signed his extension until twenty, at the end of twenty twenty three.
0: Which I figured that's they what Cal now- was going to do. I figured that's what he would. They do. They already signed a one year change. Anyway, I'm sorry.
1: No, no, you're good. I'm, I'm completely expecting that as well. Honestly, um, we already know that Martin Trick Jr. Is, is. I mean, he hasn't came out and said that next season is going to be his last season. He's going to retire. Like. But I mean are you gonna resign oh yeah I resigned for one uh-huh. year so writing's kind of on the wall so I'm gonna go ahead and, and predict that Martin Tricks jr. will not be racing he will be he will retire at the end of 2023 we already know that Ty Gibbs is going to race in the Xfinity series until the end of 2023 like why am I the only one that makes that connection? <laughs> Because I feel like a lot of people think
0: that they're going to be they're going to make the wrong decision and fast track him for next year. That's what I think a lot oh, of people no. feel. Because I mean, he's won what four times this year? Is that right? Uh, yeah. And he just beat the best driver in all of stock car racing on a road course. I I feel like there's going to be a lot of sponsors. A lot of people getting in a lot of people's heads, mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, he's ready. We need to move him up now." You know, I bet he like he might even race a race or two this year in an extra twenty three eleven car or something. Oh, you know, I mean, I you, know. you never know. Qualify their way in because like rent one from like Joe Gibbs. Well, you you know, I mean, you can still get into the. You, can't you still race a NASCAR without a charter? Don't, you, don't they have no. like ways you can qualify in? I don't think so.
1: I think you have to have hmm. a charter.
0: Because they have 40 car fields now, right? Uh, They don't fill them, but they have 40 car fields, right? You can't still run 40. So if only 38 cars enter, then a 39 should be able to get in. If Uh, not, that's really stupid. It's a really stupid system they have. You you can't even give somebody a chance like that when they don't have a full field. That's my personal take. I, I do not like the charter system. I wish they would just qualify fastest ones in. If you're not fast enough, you don't deserve to be there. Don't matter so, how much money you have.
1: So, to, for maybe for the people that are listening, a charter is.
0: Well, you buy your way in. You buy your way into the race. That's what a charter is. NASCAR has a. It's like the NFL, right? Right. You have thirty-two. What? Thirty? Is, that, is it still thirty-two? I don't even know. Thirty-something teams. I think it's thirty-two. I have no I, idea. I, it's thirty-two or thirty-three. I can't remember if they added or took one. Whatever. It's thirty-something teams, right? That's the mm-hmm. teams you have. No other team can jump in without purchasing, you know, a spot in from the NFL. It's the same way with NASCAR. Mm. They have so many charters available. I do think you can still get in, though. I cannot imagine they completely took everything away. But I feel like there's only so many charters, right? There's just so many of them.
1: I think there's only 40.
0: But we don't have a 40-car fields right now. I don't know. I think we only have know. 30. I think usually you only see about 38, 39 cars.
1: Why am I thinking of 36? Like 36 keeps on popping in my head, and I don't uh, know why.
0: 36 has been a number on a field for a while. It um, When I was a kid, it was always 43 on tracks, mile yeah, and up. And 43. underneath a underneath mile, it was 36. So it they, they would go back mm-hmm. and forth like that. And then eventually it was just 43 on all of them. Yeah, and then it got shut down to forty because I couldn't fill forty car, forty three car fields anymore. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, though, I don't think you usually get forty cars. Sometimes, I I really, really do feel that you could still qualify your way in because I don't think all the teams out there have a charter. That's just I I don't I'm not one hundred percent sure how the system works. I don't like it though.
1: I don't know how BJ McLeod can afford four Cup Series. Race cars, and well, you know what? It's the same Ford that are clogging up the lead lap cars. Mm. Man, oh my gosh!
0: That's that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't feel like I feel like without a charter you won't make every race. But I also don't feel like you have to have one to make a race at all. I mean, but good you, luck. But I also don't think that you get a portion of the prize money without one. Like the charter gets you in a an area of of like a like it's like the sec college football tv deal yeah where they spread the money around equally to all of them i think that the charter bumps you into this thing where you get you get some uh you get more prize money you get like some nascar tv money i don't think it's a lot because i hear people complaining about it Mm -hmm. you know if you really want to boost the sport up you spread that tv money around a little bit right better i think that's what Denny Hamlin was on Dale Jr.'s podcast not too long yeah. ago talking about. There's so much so much stuff involved with it. And I honestly, I don't know all the ins and outs of it Yeah, because I, I didn't grow up with that.
1: Right. I don't know very much about it either. All I know is that if you purchase a charter, that gets you a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. And the people that are at this table, Joe Gibbs, Rick Hendrick, Denny Hamlin, Michael Jordan, pit bull justin marks um team owners so let's say soda if you and i want to go start a nascar cup series team we would have to purchase a charter the money from the charter which it's not it's not you know cheap it's like i think (laughs) what 49 million yes
0: it's up there
1: and that's just for one charter 49 million so we come up with you know 49 million dollars And we buy a charter. So our $49 million is going to get planted in the middle of the table and it's going to get spread around. And, you know, Joe Gibbs is going to get this, you know, and he's going to get a handful and, you know, he's going to get a handful and stuff like that. So Uh the charter is pretty much just, and I might be getting this completely, you know, uh mixed up uh so if i am please let me know i'll do an omission next uh, next week um but yeah so all that money goes to the team owners as like a it, it almost it almost sounds like an almost like an acceptance check yeah here you know i want to be part of the cool cats here's 500 bucks please be my friend a club fee yeah a club fee. yeah yeah
0: exactly uh it's if if it's not exactly like that, it's something similar to that. Yeah. And we can just leave it with that. Sure. Basically, everybody knows what we're talking about. Now you have to buy your way into the series. It's about if you time. want to register every single every, if register, if you want to race every single week, you have to right. buy your way in.
1: Right. Yeah. It's about time that people think that we know what we're talking about. <laughs> we're on episode 12, man. We're on fire.
0: Um, What did you think? about speaking of charters because Dell jr sure would like to get one for cup Ooh. series Ooh. i i That's hope certain. he does i hope he brings that well, team up i, I want to no, see it
1: it makes no sense because uh i've been listening to the Dell jr download um it's Dell jr's podcast uh i've been listening to it for a long time mm-hmm. and i want to say it was last season it was last season because there are so many questions about the next gen car how dale junior said that this would be the absolute opportunistic time to jump in as a team owner in the cup yeah. series because next season which is this current season it's going to be a whole new playing field nobody knows what the setups are with this next gen it's a completely it's completely Backwards from what we were doing last season. So he was like, Oh man, uh, you know, we're thinking about it. We think, I oh, don't know. And then he said, You know, we're, we're going to stick to Xfinity. Uh, there's too many unknowns. So I wonder if they found out what those unknowns were, figured it out, and now they want to go cut racing. But as of a couple months ago, they absolutely did not want to go cut racing.
0: I sure did sound different a week or two ago. Yeah,
1: you're telling me. I mean,
0: um, I, I I haven't listened to a lot of the podcast itself, but I sure do see little comments. Yeah. He's he's really wanting to go cup
1: racing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, hey, I'm uh, totally okay with that, too. Absolutely.
0: All right. Well, I brought up Dale Jr. because he owns the nine car in Xfinity. And Noah Grayson, he had him a moment. Uh, an expanding race. Uh, he was, I, I forgive me, I forget who he was racing because honestly, that wasn't even important after what he did. But he was racing somebody, and it was, you probably know who it is off the top of your head, don't you? Uh, um, he was racing that caused all this mess.
1: Uh, Sage, what's his, he's a 4 <laughs> one guy. I don't know.
0: You don't know no more than I do about it. Sage. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but they were racing really hard on the, uh, on the corners and stuff and kind of moving each other off track a little bit, but not really wrecking each other, just roughing each other up. Right. Which, you know, that's racing's racing a road course like that. Xfinity's known for it. They have had some insane races at road America. Noah Gregson decided he was just going to take exception to the last little bit of contact and on a straightaway completely turned himself and the other guy around and caused a 13 car pileup. Is mm-hmm. that correct sending people to the infield uh, care center hurting some people not like injuring them but man there were some people laying on the side of the wall trying to catch their mm-hmm. breath after it's hard hits they yeah. find Noah Grayson just today actually as a recording yeah. I learned about that I think they find them thirty five thousand dollars and knocked them 30 points is that correct Did I get that right
1: yeah um so thirty thousand 30, 30 driver points. No, I'm sorry. You. What did you say? Four, I five? said I said
0: thirty-five. Thirty-five.
1: I think it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was thirty-five thousand dollars, thirty owner points, and thirty driver points. What do you feel about unwritten rules? I'll tell you one thing that really bothers me in, in a way um, with unwritten rules and stuff. I I can't really speak about that just because I, I'm not a driver, right? I'm not in that moment, but like, I mean, you, you hear of driver, you know, unwritten rules and stuff like can't do this, can't do that, whatever. What I'm more annoyed about is consistency with NASCAR, right? I know it's, it's way different situations. Uh, if you go back to the Ryan Blaney window net at all-star um, you go back to something just, I don't know. I can't think of it now. Something just happened recently where NASCAR did penalize someone for something. And now, you know, they're okay. So I just want consistency. Yeah. They're they're all over the place. This season alone. I have never once ever remembered NASCAR being so unorganized when it came to uh, punishments, never this bad. Um, but the one thing I liked about it is like points like points are so important. Like points are king right now. I I would have taken his $35,000 fine. And I would have said I will, you know, I'll see that. I will pay you $50,000 if you do not take any sort of points from me. That's so to put it in like layman's term, one point in NASCAR, and it doesn't matter if it's you know Cup Series, Xfinity Series, Truck Series, one point equivalent to one position on the racetrack. So let's say that I was leading the race and I had a bad pit stop and I came in first and I left last. I just lost 40 points. Mm-hmm. And Soda, who was in second, now he's the leader, if the race you know ends right now, Soda gets 40 points, I believe I get zero or one.
0: I think it's one. I think it starts at one and goes up. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's, and oh my goodness, that's pretty much saying Noah Gregson has to somehow come up with 30 spots. Well, so that's, they have that.
0: Now they have the the chase format. So it isn't as big a deal as it used to be. As long as you win taking points away. I mean, just do your thing in the the playoffs. Right. So I, I don't know. To me personally, If it happens to a card that doesn't win, that's a big deal. Right. It's a real big deal because you can still make it into the playoff system without a win. Maybe if there's not more than so Uh, many winners this year in Cup, it kind of looks like it's going to be hard to do. Right. But if you win, you're in. Right. To an extent, unless there's so many winners that it
1: pushes the top 16 back like it might in Cup. And that's, yeah, like legitimately that was going to be the next thing I kind of brought up, but like that was a really good segue. Um, Just to kind of show you the absolute importance of point systems in NASCAR, Ryan Blaney is setting second in the NASCAR Cup Series point standings with zero wins.
0: So he's like, what? Okay. 14th.
1: (laughs) So (laughs) Ryan Blaney might... Not make the playoffs if he does not win.
0: He could win the regular season championship and not make the playoffs. And if not he doesn't make get the playoffs. Win. Yes, if there are three more winners that have not won this year, that's going to happen.
1: We will be in that type of situation, and it's un—this is uncharted territory um, for NASCAR because ever since they developed the uh, the playoff forma, uh, format. Um, There's never been a situation because we've always had Kyle Busch with five wins, Kyle Larson with nine, Harvick with four, Byron with two. You know what I mean? Like a lot of repeat winners with this next gen car there. When we say that there is absolute like clean slate, like now it's, you know, 18 races in, we're starting to kind of understand, you know, Whose teams, like whose engineers, you know, people that are in, you know, uh, in charge of like the arrow and and all that stuff back in the race shops. Now we're gonna see who's who's getting to understand it faster. And you see, um, Joey Logano, yeah, Joey Logano has won three times, twice. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's won three times.
1: Yeah, twice. Joey Logano has won twice. Uh, Denny Hamlin has won twice, and Ross Chastain has won twice. Chevy Ford Toyota this uh, I've said it before and I I'm all over the place just simply because like I'm trying not to go into a shoot because I love I love racing so much I love NASCAR and this is exactly why this is such a amazing opportunity such an awesome time to be a NASCAR slash racing fan uh because you have situations like this um you know i I remember watching as a kid when you would go the last race before the playoffs started was Richmond. Uh, and that was always like, Ooh, tempers are going to flare, you know, type of thing. And it always had a big fight feel like a must win situation. And I'm starting to feel like we are going back into that type of dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really excited about it.
0: Um, close it out real quick on Noah Grayson. I personally feel like they uh, should have, Find him more, me personally. Not I mean whether or not it was justified or what. I the point is he did something stupid and it caused a thirteen car pileup and damaged a lot of cars. They yeah. should have fined him the amount of money he owes for all those I'm just damaged saying, cars. Points it's, wise, it's just that's one thing. But the I think the average fan sees money more than points. Me personally, that's hmm. what I feel. Yeah. I think it would it would have been a bigger deal to fans if he was fined more money, and it looked like they weren't going to do anything at all. But whether they should have, I don't know. Do you think they should have done anything?
1: Um, Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You need you definitely need to do something about this because, um, and and just so the listeners know, I'm a huge Noah Gregson fan. Absolutely love this kid. I think he has a. Um, super awesome career ahead of him. Uh, I think he's gonna be a NASCAR for a long time as long as he stops <laughs> being he stops so immature. This, yeah, like stop being so immature. Like seriously, like you are racing for a NASCAR championship in the Xfinity Series. But like, how much of an honor would that have been if you were a true NASCAR fan? Why are you worried about zeros when you need to be chasing your heroes? You know what I mean? Like, I mean. Why are you looking at this? Like this person, I I don't even know his name. That's how (laughs) insignificant this driver was. Okay. So he banged on you three times. Was it now? Correct me if I'm wrong. Was it three times, three different races or was it three different instances? I thought it was just off of this race.
0: race. I mean, I didn't think it was a long-term thing. And, and, And actually the one that the straw that finally broke the camel's back, so to speak, they were racing right after that bump. They were racing side by side to the next corner. It
1: isn't like he lost a whole lot of momentum. Right. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm a huge Noah Gregson fan. I hope the best for him, but dude, get it together. Dale Jr. Dale Jr. Literally said, well, I shouldn't say that. I haven't heard that, but I saw an article that said mm-hmm. like Dale Jr. said that Greg Gregson was uh tarnishing his reputation. Um, Well, the the
0: the soundbite—the soundbite I heard Dale Jr. say was that he can stand behind Noah for a lot of things, but he can't stand behind this.
1: Yeah, and good, good for Dale Jr. for speaking out. Like, it's it's good. Okay, it's double-sided sword, right? It's really really cool to see, you know, Justin Marks. You know, jump up on Twitter and say, Come on, Denny Hamlin, bring it on. You know, we're ready for you, whatever. And well, like he had that he had Chastain's back. Dale Jr. is kind of like, Hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm not on this one, pal. And you know what? I love seeing that too. Well, it's it's
0: two completely different situations, too. Like one's aggressiveness and going out going after wins, and one's and, just retaliation because you got rubbed up and you caused a big pileup for being
1: stupid. Yeah, that's very true. It's, it's <laughs> I was gonna cool. say it was
0: more stupid. Completely different situations, and yeah, I mean, and the two the two different situations warranted two completely different responses from team owners, and it did. It got two completely different responses. One was all hyped up, saying, "I'm ready to go into battle for my driver because he's aggressive and he wants to win," and the other right. one was saying, "I can't get behind you when you doing that and damaging half the field." Right? You know, two completely different mindsets of drivers, and uh, it, it's yeah. Well, let's but, let's go on. Yeah. Let's move on into um, absolutely. Let's move on to Road America. Because I want to keep talking about these points. We had yeah. a, another first-time winner, the third one on three road courses this year. I, I have my pick for Watkins Glen already. It's a first-time winner. I'm not going to say it here. I have my pick for. No, it's not gonna be a first-time. Oh no, it's not gonna be a first-time winner. Oh no, what are I are completely ruined my pick. I'm, <laughs> I think they're gonna go four for four on road courses. Maybe five for five on first-time winners.
1: No, they went three for three. What do you mean? There's already been five first-time winners no, in the Cup Series. Uh, road
0: courses. All the road courses this year had a first-time winner.
1: Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. Uh, no. I, no uh,
0: what? I've, well, I mess it up because the guy I'm thinking is going to win, uh, Watkins Glen, is not the uh, – like Joey Han? No. It, <laughs> he's actually won before. Um, but we're going to talk about it right now. Tyler Reddick. I'm so confused. Tyler Reddick won this race, and this is his yes. first win. And yes. he beat a really good Chase Elliott at this track. Yes. And uh it really looked like Chase Elliott was just gonna take a take it and just pull off and leave mm-hmm. everybody. It wound up being Tyler Reddick, left Chase Elliott in the dust at the end of it. Uh it really messed up the points. So <laughs> all of a sudden we have thirteen winners yeah. and we're halfway through the season. We uh <laughs> we have three spots available in the playoffs for non-winners right now. And we have people that haven't won like Kevin Harvick,
1: Kevin Harvick, Martin Truex, Martin Truex.
0: I mean, there's some big names. Ryan Blaney hasn't won either. Has he Ryan Blaney? Nah, he won the all-star, but that don't count. We have some
1: big names that have not won races. Those literally those three drivers you just mentioned go wins this week, next week, and the week after. What? Like, what happens? <laughs> Like no one knows. <laughs> so the way that
0: the, the playoff system works, you have a cutoff and then the playoff starts the last 10 races of the year. So I guess race 26 is your cutoff, right? Because there's 36 races. Is that correct? Something like yes. that. Uh, you, you have a cutoff there. And if you win and you're a full-time driver, you get to uh, automatically be into the playoffs and the playoffs are like an elimination style thing where every three races they cut off the field so the last race will be a final four winner take all race for the championship exciting stuff always fun to watch they've never had a situation where they've had more than 16 winners at this point so right. it's a race win and you're in and then they'll take the top so many and points after that to fill out the field of people that have not won this year you already have 13 winners and we're not that close to the cutoff yet. Not yeah, not even close. The potential of not only filling out a 16 car field with nothing but winners, but maybe even leaving a winner out because we have 17 different winners by then. It's a very real possibility while people have not won this
1: year. Yeah, it's I mean n- we've we got so accustomed to you win you're in. Meaning you win a race you are in the playoffs no questions asked that's why it was so important to win races like really early in the season so if you win daytona 500 boom you are already in the playoffs no questions asked now you have what 20 some weeks just to like figure things mm-hmm. out if you if you wreck and you you know if or if you finish second hey yeah that sucks you didn't win that race but like big picture you're still fighting for a championship.
0: Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, uh, if you have three or four wins, you know you would be really safe. If you before, oh, if absolutely. you had just one win, you would be really safe. Now, if you don't have two wins, you're not safe. You better be Uh-oh. on on the wheel and you better be driving because if we have seventeen winners and you're the first guy out, too bad. You should have drove better. You should have
1: raced harder right. through I- the year and you know and that's why the importance of like stage racing too a lot of people will say like oh like i hate nascar now because of the stage racing actually if you like open your mind for a second and just like look at it um playoff racing or playoff racing uh stage racing is so fun like so fun to watch because um every single okay help me out here soda if you finish first in the stage, you get ten playoff points. Yeah, I think
0: it starts at ten and goes down to one in the top ten. If you
1: finish second, you get nine. Third, you get eight. You know, all the way down to mm-hmm. ten. Um, those playoff points will come into big. You know, it's going to be like it, you know Mario pushing the 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 thing down and blast. Yeah, off.
0: it it tallies <laughs> it on all the points are reset at the cutoff, and it tallies yeah. on all the stage points. So that's how you set your lineup. And uh, the more stage points you won throughout the entire year, which you have two opportunities per race to win these stage points because there's three stages in the last race. The last stage just pays regular points because that's the win. So stage one, stage two, and actually one race has four stages. The Coke 600 has four stages. So that particular race, you have three opportunities to get stage points. Every other race, you have two if you want to get technical. But they add all that on to an even point standings at the end of the year that's how you set your lineup and right. the leaders will have raced good all year long and focus on getting stage stage points the, the ones lower down the line at that point maybe it was somebody that just got a win and fluked into it and didn't really like maybe michael mcdowell when he won the daytona 500 didn't really race good all yeah. year long so he wasn't up there and pretty much the first round he got eliminated because he right. didn't start with that advantage for racing good all year long. It makes perfect sense that way they have it lined up. I just wish yeah. they didn't throw a caution every time for the stage. That's just me. They could I am right. They could run the stage green at the end of it. I yeah. have a question uh, because I'm not looking at a schedule. Maybe you know off the top of your head. There's two more road courses left, right? Isn't there an Indy road course and Watkins Glen?
1: And then the Roval. The
0: Roval. Oh, I forgot all about the Roval. Which yeah. one is the Roval's in the playoffs? correct? Yes. Watkins
1: Glen and Indy are not. Is that correct? They're close. As of... As of... Okay, I know Daytona is the cutoff. That's the cutoff race.
0: But I know Watkins Glen is usually August. And so is Indy. I want to say they're not in the playoffs. I want to say there's one road course in the playoffs. And you have Daytona and Talladega. They're in the playoffs. But no, Daytona's not. Talladega is. Richmond is in the playoffs and oh, I have to look at schedule.
1: I'm I'm actually doing it right now.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say that I bet we get another player in the championship from one of these road courses if it's not in the playoffs, especially Watkins Glenn. I feel like um, Michael McDowell's winning one of the next road courses. He's got two Michael straight McDowell? top fives. Wow. I mean I I feel it. <laughs>
1: Michael McDowell. Okay. Hey, you know what? I mean, that's not a bad like you're not too far I, off I, I wouldn't think No, I think he's he going to
0: add into the thing. And I, I I he's going to be another winner. And I I feel like these people need to be winning because somebody like right. Michael McDowell is going to jump over Kevin Har- Kevin Harvick's already out. He's right. out right now. He has to win. How
1: do you how do you keep yeah. Kevin Harvick away from the championship? <laughs> Kevin Harvick is um, hmm, I don't know, he's in trouble. I have think but to to kind of put that on ice for a second, uh, Indianapolis road course is going to be July 31st. Okay, so it's not in the playoffs. And then Watkins Glen will be August 21st. And then the playoffs start September 1st. So two more, not in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Two more opportunities
0: uh, for something crazy to happen.
1: Yeah. Uh, actually,
0: not counting Daytona, because yeah, okay. Daytona is a crapshoot anyway.
1: Well, even this weekend at Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta is now. an absolute wild card. Um, I'll we'll talk about that in a second, but just to let you know, I will be <laughs> just because now I'm curious. I'll be going to a race in the play uh, round of 16 and then the round of 12 this year. I'm really excited about that.
0: I didn't mention this, but they canceled my North Wilkesboro date. No, they did. We're, we we're moving it back. We're going to try to move it back sometime in October to the uh, dirt, but they canceled okay. the first uh, August the first uh whichever August race that we were going to. They wound up canceling that whole thing. I don't think they were gonna be ready in time for it. But they're gonna still put on the rest of them. So we're pushing our date back to watch the dirt, which is still really cool. Get to see Northworksboro dirt. I would I would actually I would, prefer I the would dirt. too, but yeah. we didn't think schedule wise it would work out. It would work better in August. But yeah, hey, I'm fine with that. Anyway, that's yeah. Just the, because that's the only real thing I'm doing the rest of the year. Now we, we are doing Talladega, so I am going to be – I forgot about that. We are going to Talladega. Yeah. So I'm going to be in that, that playoff. I don't know which uh, round um, that is. Actually, I can
1: tell you. I will just, if you stall for a few seconds, uh, Talladega is in the round of 12. Actually, oh, that's cool. So it goes Texas Motor Speedway, which is the one I'm going to mm-hmm. go to. And then the very next week it's gonna be at Talladega.
0: <laughs> but it's not the
1: cutoff, right? It's not the cutoff mm, to twelve. No. Going in eight. No. This is so the round of sixteen starts Darlington, Kansas, Bristol. Round of twelve is Texas, Talladega, uh Charlotte Roval. Well, that's some round that's of some eight, tracks. Yeah, round eight is Vegas, Miami, uh, Martinsville. And then obviously the finale is at Phoenix. See, we're talking about points and how exciting
0: it's going to be coming up in these next, however many races are left until the cutoff We're right. we're excited to see how many different winners we're going to have this year. If there's going to be any more first time winners. I mean, you never know because you have some of these tracks like the one coming up this weekend are complete crap sometimes. And we're doing all this and not even talking about road America because Road America was boring yeah. <laughs> yeah it was so
1: boring dude oh my goodness but what's really cool about it is there was no um, there wasn't even a caution like yeah there was no cautions besides, besides the state uh, yes competition yeah. yeah
0: which if they would have just run it out yeah <laughs> but if they would have run it out maybe our DraftKings lineup it would have done a lot better
1: oh yeah maybe because <laughs> Joey
0: hand I don't know what he was doing he man he man dude we had a, <laughs> we had a solid lineup. We had, I had a really, we good had feeling. five of the top eight. You know how hard that you is know, to do? And Joey hand ran up there. He ran up there the whole time. And then all of a sudden the last stage he's like, I'm going to stay out and get a stage point. <laughs> like he's going to make the championship.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh man. So, you know, okay. I'm I'm not, I'm going to be completely transparent with you and our listeners. I think I was a little bit under the influence when you asked me who my drivers were. It was a, and good, I suggested it Joey was a
0: good pick. It was, was because it? he ran up sure? front.
1: <laughs> it doesn't matter where he runs. It matters well, I didn't know he finishes.
0: Stupid. I mean, it's not his call. His team's doing that. They wanted yeah, him out there my. to, to, to show that the team wanted him out there to come across the line in second. Pretty much. Cause that's what happened. I think he came across the line in second on that stage. Cool.
1: It, wasn't even, for no, it win? wasn't even for
0: the stage win. Oh, I think I forget who did, who did end up. Get, I think Logano got it or something stupid like that. Good Lord. But I don't even know. I mean, that, that race was there was nothing to that race. It was it was kind of interesting with Logano and Bubba Wallace there for a minute. And of course, Logano said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to wreck you. I didn't mean to hit you. And then Bob Wallace knocked him off the track. That was interesting. And uh, 2311, <laughs> 2311 wrecked together again. <laughs> Kyle Busch had yeah, an awful did. day.
1: Oh, just pathetic.
0: And if, apparently that's the last time we're ever going to see that Skittle scheme. That was a pretty car.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It always was a, a fan favorite. Well, that, sure. yeah,
0: that was a red, white and blue one too. And that was a really, yep. really beautiful car. One of the better rainbow cars, uh, ever probably. Cause there's been a several yeah. between Skittles and Jeff Gordon and all that. It was a beautiful car, mm. but I guess that's, that ship sailed. We uh we're talking about all the points, so that's like the most exciting thing that came out this weekend. Who's the next guy to win that hasn't won yet? Like first no, time no, no, winners. No. Just, F- this year, this year. Oh, okay.
1: Um I'm gonna say Bubba really?
0: Wallace. Oh god, that would yep. that would throw a wrench in everything.
1: They, oh yeah. We're so, so
0: well, Daytona's coming up. Oh god, Daytona.
1: Uh hey pal. Atlanta's yeah, this weekend.
0: I don't I don't put I know they want to do that. I don't put the skills that you need at Daytona and Taodega in Atlanta. What do you you get pack you racing, using? but I don't put those pack restrictor plate type track uh, drafting experts as an expert mm-hmm. at Atlanta yet.
1: So let me ask you this then. Is Atlanta a wild card?
0: It is because it's it's chaotic, but I won't Say that it's a wild card in the same way Ta- Daytona and Talladega are. Does that make sense? Like,
1: no, you have
0: packs at Daytona and Talladega, <laughs> right? And yeah. anybody can do anything because the track is like four or five lanes wide, especially right. Talladega. at Daytona. You can go four wide, but it's tricky, but it's definitely three lanes easily at Daytona. Sure. And you can come from the back to the front in five laps in one of these tracks if you play the air right. Right. You can't do that at Atlanta. It is a double-file track. Three wide is very, very tricky. I don't care how packed everybody is on top of each other. If you can't go nowhere, you can't go nowhere.
1: You you tell Joey Logano back in the fall, or in the spring, when he went from 36th to 8th in two laps, what you just...
0: (laughs) I don't remember that, but... (laughs) I just, I don't I don't see it the same light. I'm sorry. I don't see it in the same light.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I get it. That's hey, awesome. they're,
0: they're two I on top it. of each other.
1: Oh, very, yeah. But
0: very I do true. feel the chaos of Atlanta. And I feel like the chaos of Atlanta is actually probably ramped up higher than it is at Daytona and Talladega. Because it's probably because of the tight quarters. Hmm. Uh, Daytona and Talladega, everything's so spread out, you can actually maneuver around the racetrack. Right. At Atlanta, right. you can't maneuver around that racetrack. You maneuver through cars, is what you do at Atlanta. I, I just, I think there's two different skill sets—a skill set for Atlanta, a skill set for Talladega and Daytona. I think Atlanta is a beast of its own right now.
1: I would go if that's how they set up Kansas or something, or even Atlanta. I would, I would travel to go to Atlanta.
0: Um, I think I'm going to try to go to a race next year at Atlanta. I have to see this in person. It's, yeah. It, but it would, I would be on pins and needles the entire time because i'm yeah. like that watching it on tv it, right. it isn't like Taudega, it it's something different it's like it, it's Taudega doesn't give you a sense of dread every time you're watching it the atlanta race
1: <sighs> gave me a
0: sense of dread every time i was watching a lap
1: dread more
0: like anxiety
1: oh my yeah gosh. yeah like something's
0: gonna happen something's gonna happen something's gonna happen, something's gonna happen there, there it happened okay yeah. it's gonna happen something, okay there that happened it was like that over and over and over and over and over again.
1: I feel like when you get super speedway racing, man, if you just make one simple mistake, you are wrecking the entire field.
0: Exactly. And, and like, what worse than what gosh. would be at Talladega. Because like, you have room to go somewhere at
1: Talladega. Like this wreck would be so bad that like Noah Gregson wouldn't have nothing on, on this wreck that would happen. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Oh man, like Noah, Noah's really good at wrecking half the field. Watch out for Stenhouse. (laughs) Well, Wacky Stenhouse, um, you know, like it's, I don't know. It just makes me really nervous.
0: It's yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But now we've already went and skipped everything and talked about Atlanta and previewing this (laughs) Atlanta. We're just going to, we've already previewed Atlanta. Now we've already done that. We'll just make (laughs) our picks after it. That was our Atlanta discussion. It's right. going to be wild. <laughs> I encourage everybody to watch Atlanta this weekend because I mean there's there's no telling what's going to happen.
1: It's it's literally the one of the three most unpredictable races where anything could happen. Anyone can win. It is a must-watch. I mean, I know Drew is going to be watching. I know you're going to be watching. I'm definitely going to be watching.
0: I <laughs> don't think I have anything going on on Sunday for the first time in a while. I am yeah. going to take that TV. I am going to mm. put it out there on the deck of the pool, and I'm going to be watching
1: Atlanta. Hallelujah. I'll tell you. You know, that's
0: exactly where I'm going to be. We have questions. Let's get in some questions. Let's try not to go uh, Two hours a marathon on them here. <laughs> okay. All right, so we have a few. Uh, by the way, yes, yeah, there was audio issues last week, and some of these questions are from last week. Just two, though. Um, a lot. You know, there's the other. How many we got? One, two, three, four, five. We have five questions today. Three of them came this week, and two of them are from last week that didn't quite make the cut, so we'll be answering two of them twice.
1: And I don't know. Any and of- you don't remember <laughs> them anyway. So I don't remember any of them.
0: <sighs> Caitlin from Tales from the Estate asked what is your favorite nascar moment in history
1: oh oh my gosh
0: do you not listen to the questions before we come on
1: no i listen to the episodes and then like because when i hey, listen they're to at my, the end yeah well they're when at- I'm, i know <laughs> like when okay when i listen to my friend's podcast i'm either doing one of two things driving to work driving home from work or playing nascar on a- my uh playstation so like both of them i'm kind of zoned out but like i'm i'm still here right you know whatever i do not remember any of
0: these questions but this one i think drew was uh worried that it would be too similar to a question from last week like if you could go back in time and watch a race but it's not
1: no it's it's, not similar at all
0: it's completely different actually yeah. Do you have something off the top of your head that probably is not Kyle Busch winning his first championship? Absolutely. Okay, because that would be the same answer you had last week.
1: <laughs> Kyle Busch winning his second Cup Series championship. <laughs> no, um, I think one race that I really would have wanted to be at. Now, that's
0: not the question.
1: Wait, what? What's
0: the, the question? question? Is what is your favorite NASCAR moment in history?
1: Oh. You answered okay. that question last week. I did, didn't Kyle I? Bush's first <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know what? Get me started on Kyle Busch. I'm going on a tangent. Um two. I have two of them. Okay. Kurt Bush, uh, Ricky Craven, Darlington. Oh god, I didn't even think about that one. And um Dale Earnhardt winning his first Daytona five hundred and like, you know, with everybody lined up on the pit. Uh, pit road Mm -hmm. and stuff like that's super like that moment would have been unreal
0: i won't say dale earnhardt winning the daytona 500 is my favorite nascar moment in history but i will say it's probably the most important moment in nascar history or both it's not my
1: favorite it is my favorite
0: i understand (laughs) i appreciate it at the moment because 20 years you're like you're like, oh, he finally won it. That comment. Oh, well. Yeah, you because know, I wasn't an Heart fan. I appreciate the moment. I was like, well, good for him. He won it. Mm. Now he can shut up about it. Uh.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> you know, it took him 20 years. You know who else It's it's uh, is on year 19? Mm-hmm. Kyle Bush.
0: So 20-23. next year, will there be his 20?
1: I believe 2023 will be Am his 20. Am
0: I going to get to see Kyle Busch's Daytona 500 win? Oh, are you gonna be upset that oh, I might I'm, get to see his twentieth year, gonna, twenty oh, years of trying for Kyle Bush?
1: You listen, you listen to me, okay? <laughs> um, I never once thought about that, and now I, I have to go to Daytona Five Hundred.
0: Am I gonna wait, wait, boo wait. him with the rest of the crowd?
1: Fine, I Does don't care. As long as I'm there to witness it. Okay, hang on. It's nine forty five p.m. on what's today's date? July fifth, sixth, sixth. I vow right now, I will be at the twenty twenty three Daytona Five Hundred. <laughs> Boom!
0: Breaking news. Well, if it's just one seat, we'll have a seat. You can uh, just find a cheap, cheap ticket somewhere and you can come sit with us. Because I have a two year old daughter that needs a ticket for some stupid reason, but she can sit in our lap.
1: Uh, yeah. No. I. Uh. I mean. Find the you a cheap seat. Come
0: on, yeah, the, get get over there. That's the thing, isn't it?
1: The challenge is not getting into the race because I know how to climb fences, baby, and I am really good at it. Um, but it's trying to get there. It's like, do you know how far away that is?
0: I can't come pick you up. I, I can't. I can I, only. Well, I can only let you sit by.
1: Us. I am absolutely flying there for sure.
0: Uh, my favorite moment in NASCAR history. Sorry, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that's, that's good. It's that's good. I just got to try and move on a little bit.
1: Yeah. Probably.
0: Goodness, great. that's a hard one because I got so many moments that I really, really love. Honestly, as surprising as it sounds, it might be Dale Jr. winning the the uh, Cola or is it Pepsi 400 back then?
1: Pepsi 400, yeah.
0: Yeah. Winning the Pepsi the 2001 July Daytona race. That, that might be my favorite moment because. That's crazy. Something about that. It was like all year long after Earnhardt died, it was little things would heal. Little things would heal, like Steve Park won the next. Like, well, Dale Jr. wrecked in like the exact same way that his dad did, right? You know, two laps into the race, or lap three, I think it was, actually (laughs) into the race.
1: The week after his week after, yeah, yeah,
0: and it rained it out after that, and it was like we shouldn't have even. Thought about racing the day. They come back on Monday, and then Dale hit the car he owns, the one car, won the race.
1: Which is just impossible for Steve Park. Steve Park has only won, like, two races ever, and he wins that week. What a name that is, by the way, Steve Park. What? Okay. Well, then,
0: and Childress takes Kevin Harvick, a rookie, who hasn't, I mean, he's not like he's blowing it up. Right, he he takes them and pushes them into the three car and renumbers it to number twenty nine. And in his third race, again number three, mm. he wins. Yeah. And if if it wasn't Dale Jr., it might be Kevin Harvick winning that race at
1: Atlanta. Yeah, and n- not even like you kind of skimmed over it. Like not only did he win, he like, won
0: the exact. Yeah, exactly. He won the exact same way that Dale Earnhardt won that race a year ago.
1: Right, and then like it's such an iconic moment in history like you were uh, alluding to um like that was the moment like oh man like you know what you got me on that one i i don't know those two that would have been that either one of those would have been awesome
0: and then of course so that park healed a little bit and then uh kevin harvick healed a little bit yeah but then the big one that everybody got together was the first time they went back to daytona and mm-hmm. dale jr healed everything right like everything's like okay the sport's good now right we all came together we enjoyed this moment this was closure yeah now we can keep going like, like we, the sport uh, can keep moving forward
1: i don't oh man like just thinking about that race is yeah i'm getting chilling.
0: chills just, yeah I'm getting like chills i'm over here right like now.
1: shivering my timbers and uh, like just that moment and i know <laughs> Dale Jr. said that he, uh, he, that race car might have been, might have been a little fast. Um, well, you know, a lot of people thought it
0: was rigged because right. of how it, how it was, but then DEI completely, they, they won like nine of the next 12 restricted plate races or something like that. So it is what it is. They had right. fast cars. Yeah. The 15 they, I mean, and the eight were both that, fast.
1: Absolutely. That's the, you know, that's obviously the end goal. Um, doesn't really matter how you get there as long as you get there type thing. Um, yeah, but, like, that moment is just such a crazy moment.
0: Drew from Tales from New <laughs> State. What is your favorite or most memorable piece of NASCAR memorabilia that you own?
1: Boom. I already, like, right off the top of my head, I already know it. Go for it. Okay, so 2021 Kansas Speedway. Uh, I was there. Kyle Busch wins. And I have in my living room, because I'm single, um, a <laughs> actual tire, the right front tire <laughs> off the race car, when he uh went drove into Victory Lane. That's cool. Ah, I love it. And then I actually have the race version diecast car from our friends at Lionel Racing, and you can match it up because those those race version diecast cars, it's just they go in and take a thousand pictures or whatever, shrinks it down to palm of your hand so uh yeah it matches up all the marks sort of there on the die cast that's on the tire and stuff it's <laughs>
0: pretty cool uh i have a lot of stuff i used to have but don't anymore i used to have this uh you know like if you go to a bar you have the the lights like the mirror lights or budweiser lights on oh the wall yeah that you you pull a little pull string maybe not neon but pull string and it lights up this picture i had a rusty wallace one. Oh yeah right i had a uh uh, it was a car. It was the actual. It was. I think it was the Pontiac too. It was from like '93, I think. And it was about maybe three feet wide, and it would mm-hmm. hang on the wall. It was this car, and little pull string underneath it, and it light up the entire car. That was so, so, so cool. So, so fun to have. I don't have any more. It got destroyed in a move once, I think. So I don't have any more. I would say the. Best piece of racing memorabilia I have, and I believe it's in my shed right now. And it's a shame that I'm not hundred percent sure where this is. I think it's out in my shed in a tote because we've just moved so much. It is a fan appreciation tour, uh, Richard Petty 164 scale hauler. And I cause that fan appreciation tour merch back then in ninety-two, it was a bunch of different things. It was like one twenty-four scale, one 43rd scale, a few 164 scale cars, a little action figure, Richard Petty. It was a bunch of stuff in this one big long box. Mm-hmm. And I had it and I opened it up and played with it all, and obviously like that. But one day Richard Petty came to my little town in Atmore because Touch One was a sponsor for Rich Bickle's car, the 42 truck. I'm sorry, the truck, Richard Petty's team mm-hmm. at that time. And Touch One was a uh had their headquarters was here where I lived. So Richard Petty. And Rich Bickle came and signed autographs for Atmore. My grandmother kept me out of school for this because this was 95. So I guess I was in sixth grade, something Mm -hmm. like that. So she kept me out of school so I could go meet Richard Petty. I said, I got to have something for him to sign. Because I really didn't have any. Because I wasn't keeping stuff like all the stuff. I I did keep some cars in, in, in their packs still back then. I thought, I know what I can get to sign. I had this. Holler, white Holler with a fan appreciation tour thing on the side of it. I took a another Holler that I had out of the box, one that I figured would never be worth anything. And I took the packaging and put it all back together with this fan appreciation. So it's not in its original box by no means, but it's in a Holler box to protect it. So I took that to Richard Petty, took it out of the box itself, and he signed in Sharpie on the side of the Holler all the way down the side of the Holler. And put it back in the box. And that is probably my most my favorite, the one that means the most to me.
1: That's awesome. It's a <laughs> fan
0: appreciation tour, 1992 autograph Richard Petty holler that I had him sign right there in front of me. And there's a Polaroid floating around somewhere with me holding that holler and Richard Petty pointing at the camera. That's awesome. 12 year old me. <laughs> we did answer this one last week. We're going to do it again. Ethan, you cannot say Kyle Bush. Oh, no. If you could spend a day with one NASCAR driver in history, who and why? Come on. Do um, you remember your answer for last week? No,
1: I don't. I don't know what I, I don't know who I, who well, I I
0: said with. Michael and Daryl Waltrip.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: Because I feel like the conversation, I, I, I cheated and picked two, but they're brothers. Hmm. So they're basically one anyway, right? I don't know. Um, I feel like the conversation between the two of them, Michael being as crazy as he is and Daryl being as crazy as he is, and the history that both of them have in the sport, so many big moments. What a fun conversation. I don't think so. You don't think that would be no. an entertaining listen to hear Daryl Walter talk about all the crazy stuff that happened between him and Junior and Earnhardt? And – and Bobby Allison and all that, and then hear Michael Waltrip talking about staying with the petties and and the DEI stuff, and him on his own team. Hey, did you cheat by the way at Richmond that
1: time? It's like, well, I don't know. Man, yeah, it would be it would be fun. Are you talking about like? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm so to be completely transparent, I am incredibly tired right now. So I might be misunderstanding you. Are you are you saying like? it's going to be you and Michael Waltrip hanging out with you for the day and Michael and Daryl. Oh yeah. Um, like you're just like together like all day. Like yeah, bros hanging out. Yeah, that's no. Okay. So like Michael's okay. Daryl creeps me out. Come on. He, I'm, (laughs) you know what? You know what? I think Daryl Waltrip, has secrets and i don't ever want to know what those secrets are they, he just looks like he's planning something i don't know it's just weird i he gives me the creeps that's like a that.
0: weird take on Daryl
1: Waltrip. like he's a great race car driver and uh, entertaining you know as you can get but like man. Well, that's what
0: i'm looking for i'm looking for the entertainment value i'm looking well, for all the stories that could be told between these two
1: that's fantastic but like i don't know like send someone else and do a podcast about it and then like post it but like
0: uh, who do you want who, who you spend a day with um okay so it was,
1: like current drivers Any, anybody anybody okay um oh gosh i hate saying this i hate saying this because like he's not my favorite driver at all um clint boyer i would absolutely because like it's funny because like Clint Boyer, he you know, uh was raised and born like an hour away from me. Um, like everything that she says on TV, like about golden mud and all this stuff, like been there, done that. Let's go. Like, we can like I think Clint Boyer and I could really party together. And I've heard some stories about uh <laughs> uh the lake of the Ozarks, which those are my stomping grounds. So like I, I think <laughs> Clint Boyer and I would have a really interesting day together.
0: That is a good pick. He'd be fine. Yeah. This is another one from Drew. Last one from Drew. What are your thoughts on the new style of cars? And what is your favorite era for NASCAR? like the actual car itself.
1: I, so to answer the first question, I absolutely love this, this race car from the way how it's super challenging for the absolute elite best of the best auto racers in the world like they're accidentally spinning out it's amazing it's you know we're saying five first time ever winners almost you know what what'd you say 13 13 winners 13 sure. different winners this year like that's unreal that gives like the teams that are you know three stars a, a chance to kind of you know with and whatnot to run with five star race teams you know bigger paydays and all that stuff um my when it comes to the race car itself uh like what style I like the most or like what era um like the t- uh, what was that 2000 i want to say like 2007 to like 2010 like nationwide cars
0: I was about to say you're not talking about those winged cars no' nott
1: like the nationwide cars or the Xfinity cars. Um, like uh, I am all about like, if a, if like a vehicle, like a street car, if it looks good, it has a really nice looking front end. And that probably sounds really naughty, but like, you know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, l- yeah. like
1: whatever. Um, and I, oh man, I love the imagery of how those race cars would be literally on the racetrack. Like they were like sucked to the racetrack. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Those front ends were amazing. And those race cars were just beautiful. I don't like the look of
0: the new car. I like the way it drives, but I personally feel like the new car could look better. I feel like they looked better. Like the last car that we just had looked better when they debuted me personally. Like, because Dodge was going to bring out the Charger in it, but then it oh, went well. away. And that Dodge Charger looked beautiful. That was the best looking one I've all of. I, I feel like they all look the same now, but they they try their best to make them. I don't know. Something about the car looks flat and squatty to me. Okay. Yeah, I see that. It it I think it could look better. I love the way they drive. Mm. I, I do like that. And... If Dodge comes in in the next year or two, we'll see what they bring. I don't – maybe I'll change my opinion on it because I always will like a Dodge better looks-wise. But my favorite era for the car, just purely on looks, it's got to be like 70, 69, 70, 71 in that era. Yeah. Because you had Torino's, you had Daytona's, you had or like the wing Daytona's and Superbirds. God, mm-hmm. uh, You had the Dodge Chargers. It's just – I love – that era. I mean, that's my jam. I yeah. love old race cars. That's, I mean, if it wasn't if it, if it isn't that, it's probably going to be like 87, 88. Mm-hmm. When you had the the Ford Thunderbird and the Monte Carlo Fastback, that kind of thing. But I'm all about some old race cars. Tim, from a, at a chair shot on Twitter. Yeah. I've heard the GOAT debate as Petty, Earnhardt, and Johnson. My question is... My questions are, do you agree or disagree? How do you compare them? And who do you think is the goat? Oh,
1: oh no. That's a really hard question. <laughs> now, he's talking about just the three, right?
0: Well, he's talking about how do you compare the three of them? Do you agree that they are the goats? Or who do you think is?
1: So, like, do I agree that those three are the goats? Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. Like seven championships is like unreal. If you know Kyle Bush could get the let out, you know, and he gets up to seven. Okay, cool. Now there's four now you can talk to you can talk about him in that
0: that breath. Right. Right now it's those three. And then you talk about the rest of them, like David exactly. Pearson, Gail Yarbrough, Kyle Bush, you know, stuff like that. Jeff Gordon.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah. Who do I think is, like, the overall goat? Yeah. Dale Earnhardt. I,
0: it's hard not to say Petty.
1: I know you were going to say Petty, and that's okay. It,
0: it's hard. <laughs> because you really can't go wrong with either one of them.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly.
0: Petty won a lot more races, but he raced a lot more races.
1: That is very true.
0: Earnhardt did not come in, up in a time where they were racing, you know, 50, 60 races a year like Dale they Earnhardt. were when Petty.
1: Yeah, Dale Earnhardt was completely poor, where Richard wasn't. Straight up driving talent, Earnhardt might be the GOAT.
0: Oh, yeah. But as far as the greatest of all time in NASCAR, I mean, there's only one king.
1: Yeah, but there's only one intimidator.
0: Yeah, but a king is a king.
1: An intimidator is an intimidator. What is your point here? (laughs) I'm just just saying. King out ranks. I totally agree 100%. There's only one Richard Petty. But
0: yeah, like, like, like I said, though, you, uh, you have those three and I think those are the right three. Then you have the others. You have the Jeff Gordon, like in the next tier, tier two, mm-hmm. Jeff Gordon, Bobby Allison, Daryl Walter, Kelly Yarbrough, David Pearson, Kyle Busch. You have this not in any order. I'm just listing them off the top of my head. Right. Because it's hard to put an order of these guys. Completely different eras, completely different styles, completely different cars. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that's just naming them off the top of my head. Right. But uh, I think that's gonna do it for the show, except for the picks. Oh. Do the picks real quick. We got Atlanta. Yeah. I am going to look real quick at the uh, tweet.
1: I have a winning driver in mind.
0: Looks like you picked Joey Logano last week, who finished 27th, and that bumped your average finish back to 11.48.
1: Thanks a lot, Joey.
0: I feel like I tricked you into Joey Logano, but it's fine.
1: Yeah, I'm I'll fine. I just, I just need to get out.
0: <laughs> I picked AJ Allmendinger, who finished ninth, bumping me to 13.32. So now I
1: am less than two spots behind you. Nice. Yes, it's getting interesting not really. now. <laughs> it's not nice. I told All you, right. I'm, I am out of big stars (laughs) so i'm throwing pebbles for the rest of the season bro (laughs) my guy i'm picking my
0: guy finished third at the last atlanta race Mm. he's got to win this year Kurt bush
1: that's incredible because my pick is bubba wallace (laughs) oh wow we're gonna
0: wreck together
1: (laughs) we're gonna be the same wreck so i think what is this the first time we've actually
0: picked picked the same team
1: i don't know Oh that's cool. So obviously Kurt Busch uh Bubba Wallace both race for 20 2311 Denny Hamlin who also drives the 11 car him and Michael Jordan's team. So uh, I'm pretty sure everybody knows that by now, right? I Hope so.
0: I thought that you had already picked Bubba Wallace once, but apparently not. I guess I did.
1: Oh, I didn't put No, I don't think I have. Have
0: I? I picked Bubba. I picked Bubba Wallace at Talladega. So that's what I'm thinking of. Mm. So there you go. That's the first Kurt Busch pick of the year for either one of them. Yeah.
1: yeah. Kurt Busch. Look at Kurt Go, Kurt, that's,
0: that's, go, It's going to be fun. I really, really encourage everybody to watch the race this week. weekend. I really, really do feel like it'll be fun. Absolutely. Um, with that said, we're going to get on out of here. Uh, send it to the podcast drafting partners real quick. And I mean real quick, I'm going to run through my list. Shout out to the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Great guys. Uh, one of them, uh, Scott, also has Trunk Wrestling History really good fun show doing the favor with Eric and Barry positively pro wrestling podcast lap traffic podcast. I want to give them a shout out. That's a new one to me. Wait, what? Yes. It's a uh, podcast that I started getting into and we've been interacting a little bit on Twitter, liking each other's tweets and stuff like that. So I I gave them a listen. Pretty cool little show. They did mostly just interviews from what I've Mm. understood, but they had Seamus on last week and Fun, right? Listening to Seamus talk about NASCAR. That right? is
1: awesome. Yeah, okay. give,
0: give him a listen. Lap Traffic Podcast. Just like I said, mostly interviews. Uh, you should text it to me. <laughs> Jason Wolf. Uh, he has he owns Chop Shop and a great artist. Uh, hit him up if you need any type of art done or custom Hasbro's maybe. Get into the Chop Shop if he opens it up. And Big Underscore Bane did our intro music. Love the intro music. Best intro music in all of uh, podcasting, in, in my biased opinion. And he owns the Outsiders Beard Co., which has great beard oils, bombs, and scented candles. I use the products on the regular. Who do you got, Ethan?
1: So the first one is definitely Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get it right, but let's, let's just give it a whirl. One professional wrestler, to one rapper, friends since the 7th grade, get together... To talk everything movies, comics, professional wrestling, and anything that makes you say WTF.
0: We should, we should really give some, uh, background of this. You, mm. do, you don't have your list. I don't Wait, have
1: my list. No,
0: no. You have lost your list. Your, mm-hmm. uh, your little spreadsheet here that you, yeah. that you have all these things. So now you're doing it off memory, huh? Yeah. Like, all right. Keep going. Let's oh, see how it goes.
1: Oh no. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, Brian Breaker, he also has, uh, a podcast you know it's fake right uh brian breaker goes in-depth conversation with professional wrestlers referees managers fans and anyone that has pro wrestling ties for interactive and insightful conversations i believe this is what his says uh this is so much fun i'm so nervous i'm probably butchering it though <laughs> <laughs> come on i have no idea okay um Let's see what's next. Of course, Bill Benis. No holds barred with Bill Benis. Get ready for some no holds barred action with your host, the legendary Bill Benis and his co-host Bane, as they bring you the most insightful pro wrestling podcast ever. I know it's I know it ends with ever, so I'm really excited <laughs> about that. Tales from the estate, one of our personal favorites. If we had to choose one, Tales from the estate. So join Drew and his wife, Caitlin, as they take you on a magical trip full of gut busting laughter, head scratching random facts, and their top five favorite things. That I felt good on that one. So, (laughs) uh, pulling up a chair with our friend Tim at Twitter. Wait, what at (laughs) a chair At at Twitter? What. What am I saying? He's at Twitter.com. No, I don't know. I don't know. He <laughs> might be. Go. We'll have to go text him or something. Uh, no, pulling up a chair, uh, a podcast, uh, spotlighting anyone who loves wrestling figures, uh, including like customizers, collectors, creators, and and people who are like, actually in the business. As you hear my laundry beep, go off, I'm really happy that I have uh, clean laundry now. Also, give a shout out to... Uh, Toyota. Without Toyota, a majority of the world would be stuck at a standstill. Uh, and Rowdy Energy, the official energy drink <laughs> of in the marbles. So you know what I didn't didn't even mention the entire show?
0: Pickles. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking of. You're right. Raccoons. You hit it, you hit it right on the head. Waffles. Right. Our new shirts. Oh my
1: gosh!
0: They dropped.
1: Yes, they did!
0: We have two new designs at watermaneuver.net. If you go to the website, and the top mm-hmm. left corner, you can search by store. Just hit the tab, it'll drop all the stores, go down to the eyes and the marbles. There are two new designs, along with our Allison design, which is our logo that you see all over all our social mm-hmm. media. And now there are two more. There's one called Throwbacking, and there's one called Throwback, Throwback Weekend. Mm-hmm. Throwbacking, obviously, a play on what we kind of joke around with here on the podcast. And Throwback Weekend... Being a similar design, worded a little differently for more of a generic racing type shirt. So maybe you don't necessarily have to know what we're talking about on the podcast to get that one. Yeah. You know, just trying to put that out there. Have an option. Yeah. And it's based on the Darlington Speedway logo.
1: Darlington Speedway logo. It's
0: where it normally says Darlington and the cursive it says too tough to tame. Yeah. The old retro Darlington logo, that's what it's based off of. It pays respect to the logo, mm-hmm. so to speak. And yeah. I love it. I yeah. think they look they would be great racing shirts. Absolutely. If you're going to anything motorsports related, throwback, a weekend of tradition, is an amazing shirt. I'm gonna wear that at Northwestboro. Mm. Throwbacking is a cool podcast shirt. Yeah. Because that's what we that's what we say here. Uh, so go to the website, check those out. That's a great way to support the show. Whatamaneuver.net, three designs to choose from now. I'm excited about them. I think they're really good shirts. Uh,
1: you can so, also... Uh, go ahead. I'm, like, I'm so proud of that. Like, like I didn't really do much of the work at all. Like, Soda did all that. Um, and you showed me those pictures with yesterday, and they're already on whatamaneuver.net. So that that's so cool. And uh, I'm just... Yeah, you're... <laughs> that's... I feel like there are babies is that weird <laughs> like i feel like we ha- I, I have three babies now like all of our shirts like i'm really excited about that that's <laughs> <laughs> not
0: weird uh, that much it's not it's that a, weird it's a little weird it's,
1: listen it's only weird if you make it weird <laughs> and you made it weird i'm making it weird that's this right. is your fault
0: <laughs> i you say like we have babies but i just showed them to you <laughs> We <laughs> well, you can look at the babies yeah. but they're my babies now.
1: i know well that's you know that's true but like i'm prideful <laughs> of this podcast I, I feel like why can't we just be two normal guys with three babies yeah sure uh,
0: <laughs> that works uh we're on twitter and instagram by the way in the marbles pod and we're also on facebook and no you cannot listen to the show there anymore so i'm gonna quit bringing that up but you can see the link i always post the links there and uh well before we get out of here you got anything to add peace love
1: all the above
0: and we'll see you next time in the marvels